You are now listening to Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Hello. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Food for Thought, episode two. We are live. We are live right now. My name is David. My name is Kim. And my name is Dom. Oh, what's up, Dom? We also <laughs> live streaming on uh, Facebook right now as well. So Facebook's what up to where it's at. On Facebook. Okay. Let's see if we do better on Facebook <laughs> than Instagram. So same deal. Feel free to ask us questions and we will get to you. Yes. So today's topic for this episode, your first experience with creativity. Yeah, I guess just our creative journeys right. so far. To yes. Today. How did you, yeah, first encounter just creativity or your earliest memory of creativity and yeah what was that like what happened what were you doing i think my earliest memory um originally being from new zealand um i think in grade five or grade six the my first dream job that i ever wanted to have was to be an actor Yeah, it was like one of those presentations where you had to say what you wanted to be when you grew up and my one was being an actor. And I only got reminded about that recently from one of my cousins that visited from New Zealand because she saw all of the things I was doing and she's like, don't don't you remember when you were younger, you wanted to be an actor? And then it clicked for me and I'm like, ah, didn't realize. It's crazy. It's crazy that it came full circle because I don't know, I guess it was a seed that was planted a long time ago. But I don't really consider myself an actor. I just act. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I consider myself a dancer, but I don't consider myself an actor, even though well, I... dancing is very close. It is. Hmm. It is. It's a performing art, so... It is yeah, a performing Yeah, I think art. that's why I'm able to translate from one style to another, you know? Mm. Yeah. Dom? Um, I guess... Well, you know, when we're kids, like, I think all kids are kind of, like, inherently sort of, like, creative and just, you know, like, they'll do, like, you know, they'll play with their toys and, like, make up stuff and just, like, you know, be very imaginative and that. But I guess, like, yeah. coming out of just early childhood, probably, um, I guess the first signs is when, I think, in primary school, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed um, writing nice. or doing stories. Like, um, whenever we had to do, you know, like, in school it was like write short stories or whatever but like i would always go way over the word limit like it was specifically like 400 words and i'd write like 2000 3000 word oh, wow. stories just because i was like so invested in like it's like you built the ideas were just so crazy like it wasn't yeah. necessary but like <laughs> i thought and like was imagining like some epic like you created the world and you didn't want to give it whatever. up yeah i just kept writing because like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah i had like no self-restraint so i just kept typing and typing and yeah, writing nice. and then like yeah and then yeah, I remember my teacher's going, like, Dom, this is this is really interesting, but you didn't need to write all this. Like, <laughs> you need to calm down. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, and just like kind of on that, just always like, I think just like when I, like, I remember I was walking, like, walking to school, like primary school with my friend, like every day. And we were just like coming up with like our ideal, I think it was like our ideal like video game. And yeah. we were just like, every day we'd be walking, just like talking about what the story would be. And like what the characters would be like, mm. like oh how cool would it be like if we did this? And I think that's the that that was kind of the creativity. Thing. Like the que- like the sentence would always be like how cool would it be if? 
and like yeah. we just kind of that was how yeah. we created it wasn't like i want to cr- i'm, I'm going to be creative and artistic it was just like just we were kids and that's kind of like is this primary school yeah primary school ah, so that's like year four year five kind of that's interesting because me and david were at a comic book store today and yeah. then i just heard grown men speaking like that and it was cool <laughs> you know they're just like oh imagine the one with like the guy with the sword through his arm or some shit and i'm just like yeah. wow like that's you know i feel like older people that are still into like comic books and stuff like that keep their imagination flowing yeah mm, nice How you, David? um for me i think um my earliest memory um i think was when um, I don't, I don't remember how old I was. I might have been like, uh, maybe like early primary school or something like that. But I would always ride my scooter. I don't know if I've told anyone this, but I would always ride my scooter around like my garage because we had like this little kind of like track thing, and I would just ride around for like hours, like hours, and I would just imagine like scenarios of like my favorite cartoon characters like coming together and like just like shit happening, like episodes in yeah. my brain. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. as I would just scooter around. So I guess that's where like me like doing something physical, but also just like my imagination would just kind of like just create things. Yeah. I think that's kind of where it started. Um, pretty much like I'd, I'd play movies in my head. Like I'd watch like scenes, like it'd be like watching TV, but it would be me in control of what's happening and then just playing it out as I would just scooter around, if yeah. that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back in that time, we didn't have the internet to distract us. Exactly. So I recall like being on long drives. And this is funny. This is something that got called out online where it was like, um, remember when you did this? And I was like, oh, I thought I was the only one that did it. Uh-huh. Where you drive and you imagine that ninjas are running on the buildings and stuff like that. <laughs> have you guys ever imagined that kind I've of thing? I've never done that, to uh, be like, honest, but When you're driving and then you like see the buildings and you just imagine a ninja running on the roof and stuff okay. like that. But someone pointed that out and I was like, I used to do that. Oh, you yeah. know, So there are some similarities yeah. in the childhood imagination yeah. that we all had. I think well, like, there's that quote, I forgot who it was. Um, by but it's like you know where like everyone is like born an artist yeah like all like all children are born artists it's just like um but it's just a case of um life kind of drains the artist out of a lot of people mm. like yeah when they grow up. yeah when people so, are like i'm not creative yeah i'm like, like yes you are yeah but like it's I just like, like your <laughs> mentality yeah, yeah. yeah like you think like there's uh, all those um like maybe people like adults nowadays who aren't who think they're not creative or they're not artistic but like if you but when they were kids, like when they were like around yeah. that same age, they'd probably be imagining True. ninjas running on rooftops or like, you yeah. know, like imagining movies or like just mm-hmm. being like, how cool is this? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But it's just a case of like holding onto that spark. Or yeah. just that oh, what's spark. funny is or when, just, when you yeah. retire, what do you do? You go towards creating, a, uh, getting a creative hobby. You yeah. Know, people start painting again. They start doing photography and like, it makes sense, you know, mm. when you have all that time, you know. Definitely. Well, people forget that sometimes like sport is like pretty creative too. Like you need it to is. be creative to um, to play sport um, and to, you know, think of different ways to kind of maneuver different situations. Like it's a creative spark that you need to have. And that's why like, I don't know, I love watching sport as well, I think, just to see them get creative. Like when you see a tennis yeah. player, like, you know, hitting between their legs or just doing some crazy moves um, that they kind of just think of. It's like a freestyle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think... At the end of the day, like, it's, I think, yeah, you're right when everyone is born creative and I think everybody has that creative spark, but it's up to you 
if you believe that you have that creative spark too. And if you don't, then you're kind of cutting that off for yourself. I think, yeah, um, I remember hearing a lot about the creativity within science Mm. and it takes, I think imagination and curiosity go hand in hand Mm. and with scientists, you need to be curious, you need to have an imagination and, you know, when you're um, doing a study, it's like, what if, you know, what if this means this, you know what I mean? Like, I think it takes a lot of imagination and art for scientists to do what they do. Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, and it goes hand in hand. Mm. So, for someone who is maybe self-isolated right now and wants to get creative, what would be your tips uh, in terms of starting to create something? Like, how do you go about, like, you know what? I feel like I just want to do something. I'm stuck at home. I got nothing to do. What would you say to them in terms of creating? Um, yeah, how do you get the ball rolling? Or when you're in a creative block or something like that, like what gets you through it? I think patience. Because um, what you can end up doing is, oh, I'm going to start doing one thing. Say, I'm going to start writing and it's, oh, it's not working for me. I'm going to jump to something else. Oh, I'm going to start trying to take some photos and stuff like that. Oh, that's not working for me. I want to try something else we can get into this kind of loop where we just jump from different art forms. But if you really delve into one art form and really like try it, do the research around it and just really learn, you know, cause I feel like we are trying to be good at everything, but if you really focus on one thing at a time, then you can really understand what makes that art form great. Mm, but what yeah. do you do if you're, I focus on one thing. And then what do you, like, physically do after mm-hmm. you focus? So let's say, all right, you want to make something. What do you focus on? Right. So what I would do is specifically is get rid of all distractions around me. Mm-hmm. So screens are the main things. It's usually, oh, I'll, we make, like, I, I have this little excuse in my head where it's like, oh, um, this is my research kind of thing, you know, like watching videos, which can be sometimes, but... If you're constantly just watching videos and doing nothing with it, that that's what um, disables you. So I get rid of all of my distractions and then set myself up. And I like to write on paper. So mm. if it if it's writing, which it usually is, I just like to go pen and paper because laptop or my phone always has other distractions that are yeah. really easily accessible. So it's straight up writing, getting all my ideas out mm. and just me in the paper have you ever felt stuck when you've got your pen and paper though and you're like there and you're like yeah where do i start so i don't like if i do get stuck i i just write my thoughts mm. and i just brain dump yeah sometimes if it's like i'm writing and i'm like oh fuck um it's not working i'm gonna write a shopping list i'm gonna get my hand moving and yep. just the physical connection with my hand moving and writing something makes me feel like i'm productive yeah and so it's like okay I feel like motivation comes from action. Yeah. So you need to already be doing it and that's when you get motivated. Don't wait for motivation to spark yep. your action. Mm. Do the action first and then you'll get motivated along the way. Nice. Yeah. Sounds effective. <laughs> Dom, what are your strategies for overcoming um, a creative block? Um, I guess 
sometimes like yeah so what um kim was saying about yeah like patience and um focusing on it um applies but also maybe just to go the other way is like sometimes it does help to um maybe like try going a different route if that makes sense so for example if you're stuck on a project or you're stuck on something and then like you're not getting any ideas for it either switching and working on like a different project or like a different thing or so for example like say if i'm editing like i have to edit two videos and one of them's just not working like i'll go and edit the other one just to kind of get my head and kind of get that momentum going again yeah. like with that one like okay yeah. it's a bit easier it's flowing um but then and then when i come back to the next one then i'll kind of have yeah momentum plus sort of like my you just sort of kind of like got your brain kind of working um, and it can kind of find new solutions or different ways but after you've like kind of taken a break and can't come around and sometimes mm. even if it's not just like strictly an editing like maybe I'll get up and I'll curry yeah. or something or I'll freestyle or I'll dance yeah. or something like that because um, that also just like activates different sort of like pathways in your brain to just kind of um, um, change your perspective a little bit um, mm. so that when you do return to like whatever is blocking you um you'll be in a different state of mind to when you were when you were blocked in the first place mm. if that makes sense yeah. yeah that makes sense so yeah i guess just like being able to be not so much like yeah like i think um i get what kim was saying but like, yeah not just like ditching it and like moving on to something else and ditching but like being able to be flexible and um fluid and like just like thinking like moving uh like kind of laterally instead of just like one way so just like yeah if it's not working from this way like kind of you know take a step to the side then go um that way but yeah cool What's that up, sounds leslie? good man nice yeah what up leslie what up what's going on <laughs> all right <sighs> for me uh in terms of tackling um creative blocks i feel like um uh, sometimes i just won't do it um and i'll just go with the flow and just do something else um and I feel like sometimes it's better to not create if you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're creating uh, from like a forceful place, sometimes um, the product isn't there because, yeah, you're not you're not really feeling it. So either, yeah, I might do something similar to Dom where I'll just do something else. Um, or I might try and create an environment where I am feeling it. Right. Um, so whether that be... Um, you know, playing music or listening to music. If I'm writing a script, I might be like, all right, where, um, what kind of vibe am I going for? And, you know, what kind of feeling am I trying to create? And then trying to almost like put myself in the flow. Yeah, um, nice. I feel like helps. Uh, or that might be something simple as like just cleaning my room. Um, yeah. If I do that, I might feel like my mind is more clear. Um, and so I might be able to express through that. Uh, if I'm choreographing and I'm stuck, um, yeah, maybe I'll just freestyle and I'll just freestyle to how I'm feeling or I might just kind of break things down and just start super small and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to make one move. And yeah. because when I'm like thinking like, oh, I have to make like this awesome project, it just gets a bit overwhelming. And you're like, oh, it's, it's too much. And then like mm-hmm. I'm getting blocked because I'm aiming too high. Yeah, It's like, you know what? I might just aim small and just do like um, I think Will Smith says metaphor a lot like I'm just going to lay this brick down as perfectly as I can and then I'm going to lay the next brick down as perfectly as I can Yeah. and then little by little I'm going to have a great wall 
but yeah, I think just starting small and just kind of bringing yourself back to earth and just being like, all right, how can I just just do this little thing and then kind of build from there? Yeah, nice. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks. I know what it feels like being in a creative rut. I think a lot of people yeah. go through it, um, especially sometimes like when you're in a time like this where mm. you have all this free time. And I think I just see it a lot. Everyone's like, oh, I'm bored. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's like, well, you There's know, so much you have you so much do. time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have so much luxury um, in terms of time. So you you can use it and you yeah. can improve yourself and you can upskill. Um, I heard yeah. this saying where it's like time is a commodity that you don't get back. You know? Yes, exactly. And it's so valuable. Um, what I like to do with um, when I'm having trouble as well, like in my environment, I like to switch it up. Like, for example, if I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm, I'm not feeling writing at home. So I go to a cafe mm. and I would write there. And it's like, for some reason, just being in a cafe with people surrounding, people walking past and stuff like that, I don't want to just watch stupid videos and just like, like watch a movie or something like that. Or just like that's a little bit because you are aware that people are watching? I think so. I think mm. there's, there's a part of, I think it just allows me to hold myself accountable and I'm in the public. So it's like, oh, what's this guy doing here? It's like, well, I'm writing, you know, I'm doing work. I want people to think that I'm working hard. Yeah. So it, it's in a way, it's like, I guess you're tricking yourself. Mm. Yeah. So in today's time then, if you... Uh, you know, sometimes motivated by other people watching you. And if yeah. you're at home by yourself, yeah, then I guess it's like, is there a way for you to kind of combat that? Or Yeah, I actually saw Darius doing yeah. it on YouTube. Yeah. He was live streaming his edits. Uh, yeah, he was doing that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, which was pretty <laughs> awesome. Like what we're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, we're like, oh, we told everybody that we're going to go live at 2.30 and we held ourselves ac- accountable. I think holding yourself accountable is important. Mm-hmm. Just telling people like, Having other people hold you accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just being like, oh, I'm going to get this done today. And it's like, if you don't get it done, you're not just letting yourself down. You're letting the people that you told down nice. as well. I think that's a very good strategy for overcoming creative blocks where you make a pack with like, let's say like another person or a couple other people. Like, hey, we're all going to create mm-hmm. um, by this certain day and then we're going to show each other. Right. And then you're kind of forced into it. I think that's like when I teach class, I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach class next week. Now I have to create something for it. There's a deadline. Um, And it's not just me putting a deadline on myself, but it's a whole class that I have to teach. Yeah. Um, So you're kind of forced into it as well. I think it's something even as simple as just being like telling people that you're going to do something. Yeah. Like um, not even like making a pact, but just if I like, I'll just like offhandedly go to you. Hey man, I'm I'm not even saying I'm thinking of it. Like I'm going to write a story. Um, over the next couple of weeks or whatever. And even if you never chase me up about it, but now having said that, I know that I've told you and I've yeah. kind of got to kind of um, stick to that. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to come to a conversation <laughs> where I'm going to be like, oh, how's your story going? And yeah, you're like, like you oh, dread the conversation yeah. of not saying, oh, yeah. I actually haven't done anything. Yeah, I guess, on yeah. it. And it depends on like the personality because some people do say they're going to do all stuff and they never do it or whatever. Yeah. But like for me, I feel like if I said, yeah, I was going to do that, then like it would, I would feel crap if like, I didn't do follow it. through. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I guess even just getting into that habit of like, and not for like, and I guess like the importance is like only when it's something that you're like set on doing. So n- not like I'm thinking of doing this, but yeah. actually being like. I think it's a good trait go. to aspire to, to be a person of your word. 
yeah, to definitely. be. That's about trust and honesty as well. If somebody says something that they're planning to do, but that they they don't do it, yeah, it's kind of like, well, they're not being honest with themselves. Yeah, or mm. you know, how can they even trust themselves to say something and not do it? You know, yeah. yeah. For me, I feel like that is something that I love doing. Like I mm. love being like, I'm going to do this, and then doing it. Yeah, and and then being like. I said I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I put in the work to do it and then now I've done it. And that feeling, something about it where you just feel really accomplished. Achievement, accomplishment. Yeah, accomplished. Yeah. It's not even, it's like winning an award for something, but it's yeah. just a small thing where you're like, I'm going to set out and I'm going to do this and I'm not going to stop till I get it done. And yeah. then you go out and you do it and then you're like, tick. It's like this invisible trophy um, yeah. that you get um, for, yeah, I guess just setting your own goals and accomplishing them. But it's not really a goal. It's just like, it is a goal, but it's like just the fact that it's like sticking to your word, I think, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Mm. And you guys got any questions for us? <laughs> I see some of you guys watching. Philip told you to shut up. Too. Oh, man. Do you have anything to say to him? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Shout out Kylie. Kylie came through. How's everyone self-isolating going? <laughs> We're yeah. self-isolating as a group. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's self-isolate together. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Um, hmm. What is your favorite creative memory um, from, let's say, in the last 10 years? Any standouts creatively where you felt like, ah, I grew creatively from that or that was a new experience for me? I think what I am most happy about is my mindset back then when I was like, I'm going to start vlogging. And (laughs) I guess I was just super hungry to like chase a lifestyle with that, but I did not hold on to the outcome. I didn't, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and be okay with whatever comes out of it. And just where it's taken me now i think it was the best um seed i've planted Mm. and just having that attitude towards something and just being like okay i'm just gonna go 100 percent into this and then whatever happens i'm gonna be okay with it because whatever i get is already more than what i had Mm. yeah nice dope dom any what up kirk what was the question <laughs> um, um, any standouts in terms of create creativity creative experiences yeah. creative experiences um i guess one maybe that i can think of right now is um back when i first decided to learn um motion graphics and special effects and that sort of stuff um mm-hmm. in adobe after effects because i'd i'd actually started learning that after I graduated from uni, which is which is weird because I think I went into uni expecting I'd learn all that kind of stuff, but then we just right. never got around to it because that's just not what the course was about. It was more like about other kind of like other forms of like media and like other other parts of the job, but not like literally like animating or special effects and that right. sort of stuff. So it came like the year after, like at the start of the year after I graduated, I was like, why don't I just look up how to use it? And I just like typed in YouTube how to use After Effects and then. I think like after like a couple of days, I was already pretty familiar with it. And then I was like, I feel like that was such a 
it was like it was such a like it wasn't like an important moment at the time in terms of like I was just sitting in my room like I didn't have anything to do that day and then I just decided to look up YouTube and um, do it because the information was there but then that actually like helped grow me and like added to my skill set like a lot more than like arguably like any of like the classes at my uni like did because and that was just and that just came about because I just decided to do it and like I wasn't gonna wait for it to be kind of like hand fed to me yeah. anymore so I guess that's kind of a thing that I'm like I'm kind of proud of in terms of um that's awesome yeah um like it's not it's nothing like crazy like it's just kind of literally like a couple of hours of YouTube <laughs> tutorials right. and no like, that's yeah. cool mm. um but yeah but then that kind of added a lot more value to my work and like mm. also just like and that kind of just led into now that's kind of the mindset whenever I'm attacking something in terms of well if I don't know how to do it I'll just look it up and yeah figure out how to do it and it's not like it's like when it comes to sort of like editing but you can kind of apply it to anything it's like um hypothetically like if you had like if you had enough time you could make anything like I could make Adventures end game like by myself if I had like an infinite amount of years you know what I mean yeah. like in mm. terms of like if I just took my time and did yeah. it and it's just about that case of like anything is possible if you put the time and effort into it mm. it might take longer if you yeah. don't have the skills but that time is spent learning those skills so the next time you do it it's quicker or, or it's easier mm-hmm. um, cool that's and just awesome like that way you just kind of keep growing and you never kind of stay sort of like um and like you never plateau kind of yeah. in in the same spot nice that's awesome it's cool that you mentioned that it's like you don't feel like at the time it was something crazy but now it's built up to be something that has helped you yeah because like i think a lot of us are waiting for that crazy moment for something to happen or like i think in history it's like the muse goes to your ear and tells you all the secrets of like like it comes to you somehow but yeah. sometimes you just have to go and get it yourself yeah yes. especially like in this day and age it's like it's pretty much as simple as starting yeah just, just start whenever yeah. you want nice How are you? we got a question from kylie but hello kiana <laughs> <laughs> how's school going are you at school <laughs> probably not probably not oh yeah you're probably finished by now good stuff so i'll answer this question and then we can jump onto that question but that's a good question kylie and what up kirk all right, so uh, creative experiences for me, I think uh, I think it was um, doing Grounded, I think, for me, creatively, um, that experience. Because up until then, I had never competed in a dance competition as myself. Like, I'd done, like, a freestyle battle before, but never really, like enter anything really with just my name on it so after i realized that that was going to be a whole different experience i was like damn okay what do i have and it made me really just kind of like look at myself and be like all right what tools do i have that i could use um to you know put on the best show that i could and then i realized like you know what like i have all these skills in filmmaking i have all these skills in dance and for me i'd always treat them as like separate creative outlets because they can be um but i didn't realize so much that you could put them together like you can just bring everything that you already know and the skills that you've learned because art is just art um and dance is an art form and filmmaking is an art form so when you put it together for theater and stage um it was like just this big realization of 
like, wow, like I can do so much um, together rather than it's like a collaboration with myself. It's a bit weird to say, but um, yeah, I think once I kind of, that kind of clicked in my brain, I was like, you know what? Damn, I can, yeah, I can do this. Um, So now um, I don't really look at it as just filmmaking or just dancing or just acting or just whatever. It's just like creative for me. Um, And I think, sorry, I need to charge my phone. But yeah, I think that just sparked something where um, there's no real limit or no real like division between different crafts. So now I feel like I could jump into painting again or I could jump into, um, I don't know, like clay making. And it would still, I could still use my skills in different areas into that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like when you're creating stuff, it should always be a collaboration with yourself, like moving forward, Mm -hmm. you know, like draw inspiration from music that you can dance to and then like editing to that or Mm -hmm. even using visuals of your dance. Yeah. It just makes things way crazier. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good mixing pot. Let's Speaking get to this question. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to answer Carly's question. Shout out, Carly. Question. What other big aspirations do you guys have in life? What, w- uh, sorry, would you think about starting another business, moving overseas, etc.? Ooh, that's a good question. Good question, Carly. Things you want to start off? Yeah, there's one thing that has always been on my mind and i don't know when it's gonna happen but i would love to get into food like whether it's a cafe or i don't know i just always love the business of food i love making it i love eating it i love the environment that it creates i love the art that has been created around it like chef's table and i just love how people are able to put their experiences in you know, I feel like food is like a nice gesture. Like if you cook for someone, it's it's a whole different thing. You know, making a meal for somebody, I feel like that's such a bold statement. And like, I feel like, for example, like Asian parents, their way of affection is mostly have you eaten or you know what I mean? Like they they don't know what to say usually, but it's usually like, you know, <laughs> I think I think it's just a beautiful gesture and a beautiful connection as well because, you know, it's a language that we all speak, we all eat, you know, we all can find a common ground. Like, I think for example, like everybody loves pizza, you know, <laughs> and it can be just different flavors. It can just, you know, I think. As an example, that's why a business like that like prospers well or like everybody loves coffee or, you know, there's bold statements to say everybody because not well, everybody let's loves Let's just it. say a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so food is my answer. Nice. I love food. <laughs> Kim's Kitchen. <laughs> Dom. Um, what up, Guillaume, by the way? Yeah, Welcome, oh, back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Guillaume. We should wrap it up soon. Uh, okay, yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, we should wrap it end up. End of the episode. Good <laughs> 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 episode too. But um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I guess I always, I've always like kind of visualized um, us sort of like building up this business to the point where we didn't need to work here full time. Like, like it was just kind of, we'd built it up um, as a platform and that would kind of give us time to like, yeah, do other stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, I would probably... At 
like I don't know I'm not really sure like I don't know if I'd go into another business like maybe I would I just don't know what it would be at the moment yeah um but I would like appreciate the time to like say do like a passion project like a like a documentary or something but like a full-fledged mm. like as in like one the kind of ones that you just kind of spend like a good chunk of time just researching or like traveling yeah just to kind of like about yeah. a certain subject that's tr- that's really cool yeah a documentary awesome. yeah and just like meeting different people and like putting your research together and that's yeah sort of stuff. So that's that would be that's awesome yeah i think that's just like one thing on my list eventually like um in terms of what i want to kind of do and just say yeah it's like so it's still filmmaking but like yeah also just that like being able to properly sort of embed yourself in a different world or like um mm, yeah, cool. whatever that is yeah, yeah that's awesome so that's probably one one aspiration i have nice that's shout out awesome. to Gian. just so you know if you just tuned in we are answering kylie's question yeah um, i think what's cool about documentaries is sometimes the story comes to you yeah you know what i mean like mm, you gotta find the story yeah because i've just been watching a lot of um documentaries and like listening to a lot of documentary makers and the, yeah they just talk about how when they go to a place they're expecting a certain story but then what emerges is like completely different and yeah. like it kind of writes itself almost well it is yeah. like a story but like you just kind of they're yeah it's kind of open-minded enough to kind of like change like they already had this kind of vision of what their film was going to look like when they put in the edit but then like only once they were there like once and w- this is what's different with like documentary opposed to other types of like filmmaking is like it's pre documentary. It's real life. So yeah, real the story evolves. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's pretty that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, there's a really good documentary called Twinsters on Netflix. Yeah, I, I highly recommend that one yeah. because you can't make it up. Mm. You mm. know, nice aspirations, David. Aspirations. Um, I think I'm just gonna go like, apart from film, uh, and apart from flying out films and flying out studios and like Kaizen and all that kind of stuff. I think something that most people wouldn't know is um, I have always wanted to have a dessert bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys know like Hello Hello, but I love it. I reckon it's dope. Um, and something along the lines of that where it's a dessert bar where people can come and hang out, um, kick it, um, and just enjoy something that just tastes nice, but not worry too much about like, in terms of like the calories and the health. Like I get all that stuff. Like I get it. But sometimes you got to have a snack. Sometimes you got to have a bit of chocolate. And I feel like it's a part of balance. Yeah. And it's about happiness. And it's about um, just enjoying something that just tastes good, you know? So, yeah. Um, there's that. And I, I would always love to have like... Um, Either beer or wine. Yeah. I think one or the other. Um, as like a brewery or as like a, a vineyard? Like, uh, yeah, like a brewery or a vineyard. Yeah. Um, like I'll, I love both of them. Yeah. I'm still deciding which one. Why not be. have a bar and have both? What, a brewery and a vineyard? No, well, just specialize but in you beer be and wine. you want to be making it. I want to be making You want to be making yeah, it? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. run a bar. Um Although, shout out to all the bar owners. But, yo, Gia, we're about to get lit, bro. (laughs) 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 But, yeah. (laughs) It is definitely a kick-on. Or, yeah, it could be a pre-kick-on as well. (laughs) Look, maybe maybe the 
brewery could be called Kick-Ons. <laughs> <laughs> Kick-On Brewery. The Kick-On Bar. Uh, it looks like we're opening a bar called Kick-On. That's a pretty cool name for a bar. Yeah, Kick-On. Everyone will have to go there. And then Zach will finally find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be a cool bar. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, one or the other, I think, would be cool. Just because like, I'm a big fan of creating stuff that I consume. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to merch, I'm always like, oh, like I love wearing clothes. I love fashion and stuff. But as an artist, like I love creating that so then I can wear it for myself. It's like I love food. Like I'd love to be able to create my own food. Like mm-hmm. I love um, like even like bottled water. I'd love to have my own bottled water. Shout out to Jaden Smith. Shout out to Jaden Smith. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the the artist inside me is always like, look, these guys just want to kick on. <laughs> All right, I guess we're making a bar called Kick Ons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think that's really DJ. cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the concept of creating your own is cool to me. I've worked on a vineyard before. Oh, it how's was that? fucked up. <laughs> It was really, really like tough. tough. Yeah. Um, we were on a hill and like I had to like do the rewiring because the vines go up mm. and you have to do the rewiring and it's just like the tension of it and just like the amount of exertion you have to do to pull a, pull out a wiring from the hooks to push it up and mm. then just rows and rows of that. Did and you then get to step on any grapes? No. Oh. No, no. I, I think they had a machine that. for that now. Oh, right. But what we had to do was like clip grapes and stuff like that and so the reality of farm work is crazy yeah i worked on a farm a few times because my mom works on a farm Mm -hmm. so i had the opportunity to and it does really motivate me to use my mind for work (laughs) (laughs) because physical labor for 10 hours straight is just you know it does something to you shout out to everyone who does physical labor yeah it's not easy that's you know don't look down on people that work at factories and stuff like that because you know that takes a lot of mental as well yeah i've done that before i think um you guys know this but i don't know many people know this like i used to work in um at the docks at maya Mm -hmm. and um pretty much every day we'd get there in the morning and we'd a truck would come we'd open up the boxes put all the like all the products onto trolleys and just run them down to the store put them in the back room, run back down, get more boxes. And that yeah. was just the same thing. Over and, and over. Over and over again. Yeah. You're just opening up boxes, collapsing them, chucking them in the bin. And like yeah. by the end of the day, you just wrecked and you don't want to do anything else. You just go home and you just sleep. And so now <laughs> I appreciate everything that we get to do so much more because I know what it's like to have to go in and do something like robots can do now at yeah. Amazon. Yeah, They're pretty yeah. much doing that. So... It's hectic. Oh, man. I was warehouse manager at Adidas and it was literally that. I was in the back room, not connecting with anybody. It was just me and all these boxes. And the only excitement I had was like, oh, I wonder what's in this box. (laughs) 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 Opening up, I was like, oh, I hope this is sick. Oh, no. The only mad time was when all the Nego products came. And I was like, fuck, yeah, this is sick. Yeah, shout out Nego. Even though I got to see it like three months later. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, this is what Adidas Originals probably got. (laughs) That's what you probably got before me. What didn't sell came to me. Maybe like send it off to DFO Moravin. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it. (laughs) I should have wrote like little messages. Yeah, that would have been sick. It was (laughs) crazy. Like Toll was the connection between our stores, between our workplace. Mm. Yeah. Shout out Toll. (laughs) Dom. 
What's the question again? I think we already went part through the question. Oh, we already aspirations. Went through the question. Anyone else Start got a good question? About your manual labor. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, manual labor. Well, actually, I got a question for you, Dom. Do you feel like in your past work you've been able to translate like lessons to what you do now, or do you feel like you have an appreciation for what you're doing now because of your past work? Um. Well, because my past. Damn it! Zoom in there. The past it was work, too far. It was too wide. Um, I guess, <laughs> well, I used to work at um, in hospitality, so I used to work in a Vietnamese restaurant for a few years. And I guess, like, um, like the main thing you learn from there is just, um, well, the main thing that I took from that is just getting into the mindset of efficiency and just like trying to find the quickest way, the quickest, most efficient way to do everything. Like right. because um, every sort of like every second sort of like counts kind of thing. So um, like, cause if you're doing like the same thing over and over, like every day, like every shift, like you think. Do you have an example of a shortcut that you've created? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause um, for example, when I see, um, when I'm watching people um, cook ramen or prepare ramen, they have this string for the egg and oh, it's yeah, just yeah. a string that cuts the egg in half oh, and then yeah, they put yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, they didn't, that wasn't there at the start. They probably thought of that. Yeah. Know? That's cool. Yeah, it's, like, I can't think of, like, specific, like, tactic, but it's, like, even just, like, my routine, like, when I clock in in the morning, because it's, like, because it's a Viet restaurant, like, you have to, like, do, like, the tea, the, like, the tea yeah. bottles that you, so normally it's, like, if you do it, you have to, like, kind of measure out, like, two cups of tea, like, pour it in, and then pour some boiling water, and then, like, screw yeah. it up, and, like, that, but then it, like, got to the point where I just get in, I just, like, chuck, like, 50, like, in a row, like, bum, <laughs> blah, 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 like, let the water run, like, and, like, I knew that, like, because it's, like, pretty dangerous now I think about it but like because it's like we like we have our like boiling water machine and you just like um oh yeah, you you have your boiling water machine and you like you flick it on and yeah like the boiling water comes out but um I found a way to like make it click so it just stays on and you don't have yep. to touch it so I do that and I go and like it's like the time it took me to scoop like two cups of tea would be the like right amount of time for that one to finish filling up like oh so that's cool like, nice so it like became a shortcut because you knew like you measured the time like yeah but that was just like and but then sometimes like i'd get distracted i'd screw it up and then like water would be overflowing and like <laughs> boiling water. Like, what's going on yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah it's just like you know just these little things and that kind of translates into like our work now in terms of just like trying to optimize like what we're doing mm. yeah and like any like kind of like it's not so much shortcuts but like if you're like, if you can find a way to do something quicker and better, like doing it and mm. not just settling for like your old habits, like just all, like always like updating mm. your habits and stuff. I think that was like, yeah. cause I hated hospitality because I like, I, like it's I, like the saying from Abraham Lincoln where it's like, if you have five hours to like chop down a tree, spend the first three hours sharpening the axe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So sharpening your axe or sharpening your sword, sharpening your tools translates to every day as sharpening your mind or sharpening your skills yeah exactly you know? and like there's that is it bill gates or something like you know if you want to um like if you want to find out how to do something like give it to a lazy person yeah the lazy person's going to find the easiest way to do it yeah true um yeah so just like yeah like that kind of thing um yeah. get them to innovate and then fire them <laughs> 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 they're not long term <laughs> that is All not right. our pl policy at flying up films <laughs> we got a question <laughs> from Gian. um Shout out, Gian, for asking this super dope question. It Ooh. is, where do you guys see yourselves in the next two to five years, individually and as a company? 
creativity to answer this question is encouraged. Oh, I like how well you wrote that. <laughs> Good question, Gian antagonized the Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, where I see myself in two to five years is um, a father. Oh, a father yeah. in two Ooh. to five years? Yeah, I reckon in five years, I want to have at least like two kids oh, well, and, and a house. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Planned out. Yeah, I don't know. I always see myself um, in my 30s, like early 30s. Maybe when I was younger, I saw myself in my 20s doing it. But I think, yeah, I think I'm ready. I think I've got the lame dad jokes. Good to go. Yeah, but that's that's where I see myself personally. And I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ready to yeah start a family. Cool. Cool. Dom? Oh, Melita says she's yeah, your daughter. Yeah, Melita's my daughter. <laughs> you can see the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost, it's crazy to think like, yeah, five years from now, we'll all be 30 or yeah. 33 or 31. 31, like 32. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I guess I hope I've got a house by then. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, you will. I'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> yeah, when it comes, like, whether it comes to like family or marriage, like, yeah, that's all um, possible too. But I guess like, um, Kind of like similar to Kylie's question before, like I guess I visualize us as the company, like we've kind of built it up to the stage where obviously we're still involved, but maybe we don't have to be there like, you know, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah. Know, like it can kind of like um, sort of like sustain itself, mm-hmm. which gives us time to like pursue other things. So, yeah. Um, I mean, last time I said I want to do a documentary, I think like maybe something else I'd like to do is um, I've considered going into teaching. So cool. like tertiary education. You'd so be cool. a good teacher. So like going Dude. back to, yeah. um, again, like it always, it always like kind of goes hand in hand, but like going back to uni, like going back to RMIT and be like, yeah. hey, up? <laughs> <laughs> I've made something out of yeah. myself now and I'd yeah. like to give back. Yeah, pretty right. much. Because yeah. it's like, because, well, especially for RMIT, like they, um, their teachers, they value, well, in my, like in my um, area, like in our like kind of subjects, they kind of, value like more industry experience rather than like having a master's or a right a phd especially because it's media so it's like you want someone that's kind of just been who is in the in the industry and knows like what they're doing so mm. i like i wouldn't mind like going back um going back there maybe that's uh, cool so that's kind of a, that's really cool that's possibly a thing yeah kaizen is also possibly a thing yeah we built our own school so <laughs> um for me let's say five years because that makes it more interesting um, I think for me, uh, definitely having uh, investment properties. I don't know about living in a house, but um, definitely would love to have like at least one investment property um, and living maybe in the city, uh, maybe um, like traveling a lot. I think I'd love to um, continue traveling and just seeing the world and just seeing like different countries and experiencing different cultures and doing work out there as well Uh, for me personally I reckon that would be super dope to um, get paid to travel Um, I think that's always been something that um, I don't know like a dream I guess to get paid to explore like okay I'll do that Um, still dancing definitely I think um, probably creating um, shows um, and combining like just providing creative experiences for people um, is what I want to do in the future and just kind of leveling up with that, whether that be a movie, whether that be a theatre show, whether that be um, both. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think 
for me. Uh, I definitely see that happening. Um, yeah, uh, I think the route to get there is is what is going to be exciting over the next five years. Yeah. Um, but they're more just like, I guess, like points that I want to get across. And um, yeah, definitely still with like flying art films and flying art studios and Kaizen and, you know, Food for Thought. Hopefully we're still running these and even, yeah, expanding these into separate businesses as well. Um, and yeah. 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 Cool. I'm going to keep That's it there for now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's exciting to think about the future, but I guess in order to get to the future, you got to think about now yes. and making sure that, um, yeah, I guess like your actions now, like equal that, you know, like it's one thing to set a goal, but it's another thing to actually be doing the work to get to that goal. Otherwise, you're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. You want to do a Food for Thought Netflix series? That would be pretty cool. That would That's be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. That would be interesting. Maybe we'll go around and try food and interview people. That's pretty dope. You know what I figured though? It's so hard to interview people while you're eating. Yeah. It's so awkward. But I think it's the environment that you get when you eat Mm. that is pretty dope, you know? Like, and you have something to bounce off of as well. It'd be sick. All right, fine. We'll be <laughs> All right, fine. Our fine. Netflix series will be Food for Thought. Right. Shout out to our Netflix series, Food for Thought. And, <laughs> um, our new bar, Kikons. <laughs> Thanks, Kian. Cool. Cool. Good question. Good questions. That was a good question. Do it for the next episode. What you guys don't know is that we that was actually our first episode. First ever. Our pilot episode. Our pilot episode. We actually ate burgers while interviewing Kai. Which we haven't released. Which we should release. That would be pretty cool. Maybe just keep it in the vault for a little bit longer. Let it um, age. Yeah. (laughs) Like wine. Like fine wine. Like like blown up even more. Like everything. Like, oh, by the way. Oh, we got this. (laughs) Check it out. We said from like 2017, 18. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We released it at 2027. Oh. 10 years ago. Yes. Kian said he's going to bring in some filo food and halo halo and we can eat while we talk. Awesome, cool. Just drop it off, yeah, and then just go home. (laughs) (laughs) Alita says she's going to eat without dropping anything. We all know that's not going to happen. Cool. I I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that was good. All right. Um, Thanks so much for watching, guys. Hope you guys got some food for thought. (laughs) Oh, Um, I'm extension. I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Shout out, Gian, for coming through with a clutch again. Thank um, you for the questions, guys. Thanks for the questions. We hope you enjoyed episode two of Food for Thought. Season two. Everybody, two for two. Make sure that you wash your hands, stay safe, stay isolated, and create some stuff. Shut <laughs> up, Gia. <laughs> <laughs>